don't often read the funnies, but once I read Calvin and Hobbes, and, and uh, Calvin is running down one morning through the living room, and his mom's sitting there drinking coffee, getting her day started, and uh, she said, what's up? And he says, I don't know what's up. And she said, what do you mean you don't know? He said, well, I don't know what this day is going to bring. Anything can happen. And he was on his way out the door with a football helmet on his head, a baseball bat in one hand and a flashlight on the other. He was ready for whatever that day was going to bring. And his mother said, I need a suit like that. It's true that the disciples are being sent out and they're not asked to wear a football helmet because they don't know what, what life is going to throw at them. Uh, and we, you know, not a baseball bat in one hand and a flashlight in the other hand. Instead, it says, I will send you the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name and will teach you everything. We just had a great celebration uh, earlier with the, with the confirmation candidates, the eighth grade. Sending them out with the Holy Spirit confirmed. You have that Holy Spirit in you now. But you might not always associate this with the Holy Spirit. He says, he said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Be at peace in all the wars and troubles that life. He's saying to the disciples, be at peace. It's, it's kind of a, a peace that the world does not give, he says. You know, uh, the disciples were in grief because they were, uh, the person that was closest to their heart is, seems to be going away. And, and so there's this kind of uh, grief that's deeper than a physical grief. It's deeper than, than, than a physical or emotional grief. It's, it's a spiritual grief. It goes all the way deep down to the core of your being kind of a grief. And so they're afraid, they're in grief. And, and John Steinbeck, an author once said that a sad soul can be just as lethal as a germ. So that if you're not at peace, deep down inside, that could be like a germ. Peacelessness spreads quickly. You see that all the time in all kinds of social issues. If you're not at peace in yourself, then you're not going to be peace in your marriage, in your family. You're not going to be at peace in society. So peacelessness spreads like a germ. And then it's so, this is the kind of peace that goes real deep. We are mind, body, and soul. And so even scientists are saying, one, one scientific report said, as we approach the hopeful end of the pandemic and its associated lethality, it is not enough to pay attention to our emotional reactions or our physical maladies. It's time that we address our souls. This is the kind of peace that the world does not give. It goes all the way to your soul.
And so whether you're in the eighth grade going out to venture out into high school or we're going to work every day or stuck somewhere between this social issue and that social issue, you get to take this peace with you, which is not what the world gives. Have you ever experienced that peace? Sometimes it's associated with a decision you make. It just, you become at peace with it. Like the Acts of the Apostles today, they're making a decision in the Holy Spirit. But they know it's of the Holy Spirit because there's this peace. It's not the same thing as feeling good. I remember once when I was a junior in college, uh, I was at the Old Marydale. Old Marydale uh, is a, a, a retreat camp. And it was also like a little Catholic uh, playground for kids with canoes and hiking and horse trails. There's also a seminary there across the lake. And, that, and when I was little, I used to sneak out under a tunnel from my house, which wasn't far from there. And I would uh, take one of those boats when, when nobody was looking out onto the lake. Now, there was no peace in that. I mean, it felt good, though. Uh, and I watched many sunrises as I was fishing on that lake. But one day, I was on a retreat out there. And I was just your average Joe out there on a the lake uh, after a retreat. It was in, during Easter, one Sunday morning, just sitting there overlooking the lake. I was trying to make a very tough decision in my life. It wasn't a decision that felt good, but was good. And I, I made the decision. And there was a deep peace. And I knew the difference between just the natural peace or kind of a false peace that comes from just doing something because it feels good even though it's not right. But this was a supernatural peace. This was different. And it came because it was the right decision. A peace that went all the way to the soul. It was a priesthood that I was deciding to make. Now, whether or not you thought that was the right decision, we're not going to take a vote. Uh, got different, uh, didn't get an anonymous uh, round of applause last night. I don't think it'll happen this morning. Go back to where you came from, Father Jeff. <laughs> Go jump in a lake. So, anyway, uh, the point is that something, the Holy Spirit, and it wasn't easy. I mean, it wasn't a feel-good. Sometimes you base a decision on whether or not it feels good. But then if you take that decision how you feel and you stretch it out a little bit to the next year and the year after that, you might not see that it, it's a decision made in the Holy Spirit. It might not be real peace. But this was real peace, supernatural peace. So... As we approach Pentecost and Jesus is sending them out with, he said, be at peace, this kind of peace that goes all the way to your soul. I want you to be at peace. I don't want you to struggle with not being at peace. I don't want you to live your whole life, whether you're suffering or not, without peace. So let's pray the prayer to the Holy Spirit to give us that peace 
Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful, and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and there shall be a new creation, and you shall renew the face of the earth. You know, as we pray for that kind of supernatural peace that only the Lord can give, I think of St. Francis, you know. He, he said that, you know, greater than miracles is what draws people back to the church, to Christ, to the gospel, is just be at peace. Peace is greater than miracles, a greater witness. Do you know anybody in your life that's at peace? They're going through, literally, they're going through hell, and they're, they're at peace. Do you know anybody in your life like that? It, it attracts you. You say, I want that in my life. I want that in my heart, whatever they have. And St. Francis of Assisi comes to mind. He, you know, he had all kinds of physical troubles. and He had a troubled past. And, but... You know, one day he and father, our brother Leo, were on their way to some, some, some monastery called the uh, Shrine of Angels or something, and it was cold and rainy, like this morning. And brother Leo says, what happens when we get there and they don't recognize us because we're full of mud, we're full of rain, water, we're soaked, our clothes are a mess. And what happens if they say, go away? And closed the door. Francis listened and Leo said, what happens if we knock and the second time they say, they call us names. You bums, go away. And what if the third time they not only call us names, what if the third time they threaten us? We're going to beat you with clubs if you don't get out of here. This is kind of what Francis says to Leo. He says, if, if we bear all these injuries with patience and joy, thinking of the sufferings of our blessed Lord, which we share out of love for him, finally there is perfect peace. I think what he's also saying, if we're at peace, then just maybe that other person will open their hearts. Maybe that other person will open their doors to this beautiful, risen Lord. And so, be at peace. The advocate I send is the Holy Spirit. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. So do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. Amen.